As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, sports fans? Thanks for tuning in to some Untapped Keg Sports. I'm RJ Zimmerman. Here with my good friend, Monte Ball, who's got all the facts, all the takes today. How are you doing, big fella? Good. I'm doing well. I don't have, I, I can't share them all. You know what I mean? I can't share all of the Peyton Manning, Adam Gase feud at times. Um, and it's just, just competitive, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, I'm doing well, man. All is well. How are you doing? Bucks and six, baby. Okay, Bucks the whole time. Bango, okay, bingo, bingo. Pretty show. I'm like, okay, what is this a sweatshirt? I'm like, is it Freddy Krueger, or is it the Mighty Ducks? Or I wish it was but, the Mighty okay. Ducks. That'll be next. <laughs> yeah. So Bucks and six. Of course, we haven't had the opportunity to actually speak about it on our sports show, but um, Giannis, greatest basketball player of all time, or greatest human it. of all time. <laughs> Would you put Gandhi one, Giannis two, or would you put Giannis one, Lincoln two? Lincoln's still questionable. I agree. No, no, there no. is some questionable <laughs> motivations around some of those. That is true. As we get into, okay, we, we don't need to get deep into it. But, yes, he is obviously a phenomenal human being, that being Giannis, um, basketball player as well. He did exactly what any single person, sports fan, basketball fan, basketball coach, former coach, water boy, water girl, etc. Every single person invested in the game of basketball. That's exactly what you expect for your star player to do in a game like that. You can't write it. I mean, Michael Jordan, of course, but that is. I see what you're saying. I'm just saying it's just a Cinderella story. And it, it literally is for him. The fact <laughs> that he almost tore his knee completely apart, right? A, you know, a week before the final started, right? And has that That's a Cinderella performance, story. like <laughs> it literally is a story. It's 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 magnificent. A go down zero and two, come back to Milwaukee, win. Um, obviously, then that first what is one it? was close too. It was a close. Yeah. that first one was a close game. Yeah, it was a, it was a very fun series to watch, but then to watch Giannis's performance throughout the entire series. That man uh, uh rest of the rest of the players as well too, but he 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 gave it his all literally. And let, and let's be honest, he he's most definitely not 100% coming back off that knee injury. Well, no players 100%, so he was probably only about 70% just pushing through. Just pushing through. I think Giannis passed That's- Neil Armstrong for most impressive <laughs> feats a man can make. <laughs> And uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm here for it. It's it was really it was it's really neat to watch. You know how they really it was really neat to watch how they played as a team um, because on paper the Bucks are not a flashy team at all, not even close to being a flashy team. So it's really cool to see as a basketball fan. It's really awesome to see a team come together like that and play actually some team basketball. Hey, I mean, that's their flashiest what it is. player. <laughs> 
is their seventh man in Bobby Portis. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's a man saying, yeah. who made some money in those finals. Like, uh, yeah. you know, the Bucks resigned him. It's awesome for him to come back. They did. Uh, their did Bucks are making moves. They're not. They're not just gonna sit by and uh, rest on their laurels with these. Uh, you, you know, this one championship. They're not gonna wait another fifty years. Uh, <laughs> It's exciting. Someone, it's exciting that they're being aggressive in free agency too. But that Giannis, yeah. the Giannis performance throughout the entire series was like classic. Like it's it's what people who were skeptical of Giannis and how good he could be, this is what they were asking for. And people kind of right. step back and be like, okay, all right, I see it. I see it. I like um that's a good point right there, actually. I, I and for the culmination of the fifty point point. game in the to seal it. And he had right. so many baskets that were they the Suns are making a comeback and Giannis has a huge play. You know, whether it's right. making his free throws, whether it's that dunk with around three people, like with three people right. like right around him. And Middleton never you know, Middleton never stopped shooting. I, I you you had the comment that you gotta shoot yourself out of a funk and Middleton didn't play great. Really, the entire series. Um, I can't even think of one game where he I think the first game really good game. I think it might have been the first game in Phoenix, or I think it was Game Three, their first game here. Yeah. Um, I think he put up. I think it was forty-one. I believe I can't remember correctly. Oh, you're but right. It was Game Three. Game Three. He I think it was 41. forty. I think it was forty-one. Yeah. And he and, and then uh, he, they needed that to win that game. Right. They they did they did so yeah. I think it. It was a, it's right. a perfect yin yang, right. and it's, it's no, not yin yang. They just really go together. But I wanted to kind of dive a little bit more into what you stated about Giannis's fifty points, obviously, to seal the entire series. I think for me, whenever we, if you go back, you guys, and listen to our uh, previous, you know, episodes about sports when we were talking about the Bucks, the previous series when they were playing the not the Hawks, the the Nets. Many times I was questioning Giannis. Not 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 questioning as if he's a good player because obviously we know he's a good player. But to be a dominant, to be dominant in this yeah, this year in this out. playoffs, and yes. And so, so I was saying this whenever they were playing the Nets because remember we were talking and I was like he gets really nervous. You can see that frantic mm-hmm. when he gets the ball. He just puts his head down and just and it's a charge every single time. Um, I was like, he really needs to get in his bag. He really needs to pull out some different moves, create some space, um, instead of just that get frantic and just take off. That's what you that's what you see young players do. So I think the fifty points that he put up, you know, obviously not only solidified the playoffs, solidified who who the best team is in the NBA. It also, for me personally, showed or told me that okay, this 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 guy, this guy can be dominant for many many more years to come many many more years to come oh yeah putting the team on his back like that sorry i did this whole wraparound thing on there but it it not only just showed us who the best team is in the league at this year it also showed us that Giannis is going to carry that torch that's what that's what it did for me because he answered the bell everyone looked at you and said you have to you have to do it and he did it and there was not, there was honestly not really a single player in that game six, the closeout game that had right. a good offensive game. Like it was Giannis and then everybody else contributed, obviously. Like Middleton hit some big shots in the fourth quarter, driving right. a really poor shooting night. But like it just felt like when a huge bucket was needed, it was Giannis that answered it. And it was. Right. I mean him, you know what he do? Seventeen for eighteen on free throws. Like, that's, see, that's what I'm talking about. Just clutch. on everything, you yeah. you you not only improved as the as a leader and your fifteen footers, um, that being jump shots, not just the free throw fifteen feet. You also improved your free throw shots as well. Not not just improved. You you were, you were literally perfect. You you missed one shot, one free throw. When hey, I don't think he shot that well on, at the free throw line all postseason. No, uh, not all. <laughs> the, the thing about it is that it's just confusing with him too. Is there were um, 
you know, years where he shot 80, 85% free throw. And then it's just like the past two years, for some reason, he grew, he, he, he grew. And that'll do it. You know, yeah. it, little things like that'll take you off your game just a little bit. But D Rose asks, where does Giannis rank among all time power forwards? I mean, we we need some longevity here before we kind of put him up in that upper echelon. He's moving up though. He's moving up. I mean, power there's forward some, is like the deepest. There's some dang good power I mean, forward. You're talking all time. Played. Every single, every single position when you're talking all time, there's some amazing, amazing talent. I, but he, I mean, what, know, what, he's got to be up there. Argue. You could make an argument for Giannis right now if you retire. Top ten. Hall of Fame. Top ten. I'm not saying best top, all time. I'm not. Okay. I'm saying top but you 10, can make but, an argument like he, you could you could probably make an argument he's in the top five, but I don't know if he's there. No. Yet. I think you top, can make an argument. That's top ten, saying. but the top nine ahead of him are really great. But that's a good one, D Rose. I really actually like that one. Before we start throwing out names. Let's do some research on that. I actually like that, and we'll, br- well we'll bring something back for you next episode. Number one all time, I like is I like Tim that. Duncan, right? You agree with that? Tim Duncan is the best power forward of all time. Yeah, and I think that's without a debate. I actually just okay. saw something four or five days ago that actually had him listed as we're, the number one. Yeah, we're we're on the same page then, because that's yeah, what I would that, say for my. Well, they have that so. that that Spurs team listed as as one of the greatest offenses statistically. I think still, yeah. I, I believe, yeah. So, but go ahead. We'll we'll come back to that because that is a really good. That's list. good. That that that's that's, a, that's really how good. How far up the list did he just put himself? Because who? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah. And the thing is now too with how the NBA is like when Tim Duncan was power forward, he played the four position. He played the power forward position. He could play a five, but he was a power forward. The NBA now. Are, That's what I was is just about Giannis to say. Really, a power forward? This is literally this is I a great mean, point. Where do you put LeBron? <laughs> I mean, you put LeBron at small forward, because the center position guard, is pretty much like pretty much gone. Yeah, no. Your last like <laughs> classic center was probably Shaq? Dwight Howard, or Dwight Howard in his prime yeah. was probably your last classic center on a I'll really good it. team. Because he took the Magic to the finals one year. Exactly. I can't disagree um, with that. I'm trying to think. But yeah, the players now are so just interchangeable. They're yeah. just they're just some freak athletes. They can play four and a five and a three. I mean, I mean, Magic of course is a great example, but that's obviously not modern. And uh, he's always that's... listed as point guard because that's what he played. Point guard. So, <laughs> but that guy was playing point. all over. I mean, he's six foot eight point guard. <laughs> and he was bringing the ball down the court, but he was playing four or five. He was yeah. Just put me in, coach. <laughs> oh yeah. So, yeah, really good. Really, really good question. We, I like it. So I like that one. I we'll like come, that. We'll come back to that one next show. Yeah. All right, Bucks and Six, baby. They're going to run it back. That's impressive. Uh, no, because they're going to run it they're back. They're not. But, no, no, here's the thing. I, I want them to. But even if they don't, even if they lose, right, because they can, they can meet up with the Lakers. In the finals. In the finals, yeah. Even if they do lose, I'm still against the Lakers. I'm not counting it. I'm not counting the Lakers' victory. So, I, I, I can't. With what RJ, doing? I can't. Trading for Russell I, Westbrook, dude. I Mellow. okay. So for okay. So for so many years, I got so sick and tired of hearing people talk about you can't count LeBron's rings because he stacks his teams. And I'm like, well, what do you mean stacks his team? Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> How many that whole that entire team is stacked? This I mean, Melo, Melo, Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember the last uh, Kobe Shaq team? Oh yeah, the the, the famous Kobe dumping it. The alley oop to uh, Shaq and the slam. They and... brought in Carl Malone. They brought in Gary Payton. They brought in. That's what this <laughs> reminds me of. That's what this reminds me of. This they, is so ridiculous. Every single, I think their entire starting five is in the Hall of Fame. 
this is that's ridiculous. And again, this doesn't this doesn't obviously negate all that LeBron has done. He's obviously a Hall of Famer. He's obviously a phenomenal athlete, player, et cetera, role model. But my goodness, how as a as a player, as someone who I don't even know how you legitimize the victory if they do win. <laughs> it, it like wholeheartedly, I couldn't say they. Of course, you're the better team. It's like <laughs> if if they run, if they run like run away with it, run away with the West, run away right. with the NBA title. I could see this being why you would have a salary cap. I could see this bringing about a salary cap, but at the same time, it's hard on the <laughs> NBA because. You know, people could take less money to join a team. There's so few players True. that True. they could. You, and then you know, Mello, Mello and Westbrook, they got one more run in them. Just about right. Westbrook's got a, more than one, but all that's left is Chris Paul joining them. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Did, did you see? There were so many jokes. So you see the news about Lionel Messi leaving Barcelona, correct? Yeah. Someone had Lionel in a Lakers jersey <laughs> saying Lakers heard that Lionel's. Le- I was like, wait, wait, what? I was like, what? That that was just too much at once because um, that news, obviously, Lionel decided to depart. There's Barcelona. a lot of free agency news that is just unreal right now. So, a lot of movement got going Josh on. Allen signing his $200 million contract. $150 million guaranteed, Good I think him. it was. Good yeah, I was like. Oh, he's worked his butt off to get where he is. Well, he has. He has. Obviously, Carson Wentz, that injury is that's a Colts. That's. Colts, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Because the Colts are because it. Yeah, that's a hit to the Colts. Oh, speaking of football and taking hits. When we were talking football starting back in March. Uh, and everybody right. was making a big deal about this situation that was going on uh, in football. And my response was just sitting here like, I'll believe it when he has a different uniform. Oh. <laughs> and I've said that all off season. <laughs> so how about that Adam Schefter taking those hits? Uh, Aaron Rodgers back with the Packers. And then how about be- the Packers organization taking some hits? <laughs> uh, where to begin, man? First off, Adam Schefter, Schaffner, Schefter, whoever should not be allowed to report any news or believe of it, belief of any news to even report on Aaron Rodgers. Um, Honestly, he can leave the state was, of Wisconsin out of his mouth. He was completely striking out. I'm talking completely just whiffing, just completely. He wasn't even close. I mean, I'm just I'm just actually appalled by how just much he stirred up. <laughs> That's and it was you know it wasn't like just a wildfire that was stirring it up. It was the entire national sports media that was stirring up anything they could. Like I remember there was this one report, and it was oh man, Aaron Rodgers passed up on his Wheaties and went for Frosted Flakes today. That must mean he's going to the Denver Broncos. There must be something oh, close. Oh my goodness! Flakes. But that's wow. how it was. It's like. Everybody's talking about, oh, he hasn't gotten a haircut. Oh, he's in Hawaii. You know what that means? You know what's close to Hawaii? You know what? There, there's a flight out of San Diego that's really cheap to Hawaii. <laughs> he's probably going to the Chargers because they used to play in San Diego. Like, that's what it felt like. And it you're, was, you're right. It's it's ridiculous what it was, was going on this entire summer. The dog and pony show, for sure. That's the definition of I a dog mean, and pony show. We're, a we're great we're, example. I just want to say, at work, I had a guy believing. I had him believing for two weeks that the Packers traded Aaron Rodgers to the Falcons for Matt Ryan and Julio Jones in a first. Okay, let me get. Let me ask you a question real quick. Uh, <laughs> serious question. Okay. So you said for you said for two weeks. Does this guy does this guy go home and like Patrick and literally climb under a rock and sleep? He he and has wake four up kids. And go to- <laughs> he has four kids, so that'll tell you. For- we're talking for two weeks, the biggest name in football. Yep. He believed <laughs> something but that outrageous. He doesn't he doesn't follow sports like as You don't as have we to do, follow but, it. 
to type in Google. And he, he was like, so I haven't seen this yet. Is it real? And I'm like, yes, it's real. It seriously happened. And I kept a straight face the whole time. And then I finally had to tell him that uh, he's like, well, how's Julio Jones traded to the Titans if the Packers traded for him? <laughs> he really said that. And I was like, I, I don't know. There must be must have been a failed physical or something. something. Oh, my goodness. It was good. It was, he clearly it was goes. Really he, yeah. So he reads the newspaper still. No. So, yeah, well, that it, he's old school. But, you know, four kids. I respect it. Four kids, he's, he's reading, uh, you know, tales about um, right. Little Red Riding Hood and stuff like that. He's not really. They should tell those stories the dark way. They do. It's called the. Uh, all of like uh, Chris uh, and Chris, uh, Hans Christensen, all of those stories, those. Uh, what would you call that? It's like Nordic tales. Kind of like Beowulf. Oh, yeah. Like uh, all that jazz. Nordic myths. Right. But anyways, way off topic. Yeah, I believe that that was the most outrageous, but also great illustration of a dog and pony show. From that first report from Adam Scheffner about Aaron Rodgers till last week. <laughs> so when he reported there was a report. And it came out last week, two weeks ago. My like last three weeks have all blurred together because right? we had Me leading too. up yeah. to vacation, we had vacation, and then right. I had an eighty-hour <laughs> week. Um, so w- there was a report at some point that the Packers offered the Chargers Aaron Rodgers for Justin Herbert, and it was turned down. And it was during wait, the wait, season wait. last year. Say that again. The Packers offered. So Aaron the Packers Rogers wanted Herbert for Justin Herbert, and the Chargers. Why would turned the it Chargers? Down. Of course they did. Why would they do that? Well, if it's real, we don't even know what's real right now because True. of every how everything has been reported. Okay, let's have a thought. And I heard that, and I'm like, well, I don't know if I would be upset with that deal either, right? Not not as a Packers fan. No, that's great. That's a brilliant. That's the best transition that you can go. Uh, that's what they're hoping Jordan Love steps in and, and right, does right. exactly what Herbert's been doing. Well, did like given that year? Was he two was years? One year. One year. I was just one year. Yeah, year. just as a rookie. Yeah, but that's so odd just, that you he would trade up for Jordan Love and then you offer Aaron Rodgers for Justin Herbert. Like, you know, kind of right pass now. Pressure. Now, as the Chargers, if hypothetically speaking, they would be some dang fools to take that deal, right? Because they're more than a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, touche. Touche. And you invested into Herbert. Herbert knows the system. Herbert's first year balled out. Rookie of the year, I think, correct? Rookie off- offensive rookie of the year or something like that? I believe. Uh, probably. I mean, I he, think had, he, got, he had an amazing yeah. year. So. Right. There were some really oh. good rookies. Though. Did Justin Jefferson win or did Herbert? Uh. Jefferson balled out too. Jefferson balled out too. Let me see. Offensive ROI. NFL. Oh, that's defensive, obviously. Chase Young. Yeah, Chase Young ran away with that one. So I don't even know what to believe come. This Aaron Rodgers talk, yeah. like how bad it was, it was Herbert. in the offseason. It was Herbert. Herbert. <laughs> yep. And it, deservedly so. There were like four players you could have given it to on the offensive side. And right. I don't think anybody would have like been upset about it. No. Um now the whole getting bamboozled. Well, you didn't. I was on the fence, but yeah. You Dog thought he was going there. to Denver. You thought locked and loaded he Well, of course. I'm I'm biased. I'm I biased. You, you wanted it to believe- happen. They just, are quarterback the away. They <laughs> We're are quarterback away. <laughs> We're quarterback away. We and have the you defense. Even, you're a Ryan Fitzpatrick quarterback away. You're not even like an Aaron Rodgers quarterback away. So, dude, uh, we we might be fine with Teddy Bridgewater. We'll see. You might I'm be. He's I'm not. He's sold perfectly on it. fine. So, uh, thanks, uh, Huncho, for the compliment. We appreciate it. They like your background. 
Oh, thank you. Um, Appreciate that, Huncho. So now we get to the press conference. Aaron Rodgers comes back to training camp. Everybody's reporting it. They're reporting on the T-shirt he's wearing. They're reporting when he got off the plane <laughs> that he hasn't had a haircut in like four months, that he's got an attitude of like dude's been doing yoga for like three years, and uh, you know he's a certified shaman in 17 countries. So the, you know, the media is just like doing all this crazy stuff. Walks up to the stand. Oh, and has yeah. one of the greatest press conferences I've ever heard and <laughs> spoke from his heart. He didn't pull out receipts. Like, never. I honestly don't believe that he said anything that was completely out of turn, but he didn't hold back. Like I don't think yeah. he necessarily threw anybody specifically under the bus, nope. but he did not hold his feelings back. And I was not turned off of it as a fan. These players are people. There's feelings behind it. It's something that we lose from a baseball side because we're so deep in analytics, NBA side because we're so deep in analytics, starting to get there in football because of analytics. Like we see them as helmets. We don't see them as people. They're just helmets out there running around, right? right? And you should be making these plays. But there is something to be said for a locker room and how yeah. moves can affect the locker room. Moves can affect how you feel as a player. And, you know, I think there were a lot of things that Roger said in this press conference that went for 35 minutes. Um, what stuck out to me, what stuck out to uh, a lot of people that talk to me on a regular basis uh, was that Aaron was a little upset, not m- more than a little upset. He was turned off by how the Packers have moved on from some of their veteran players. Right. Um, Low-balling, making no offers, and not showing respect that is he feels they've earned with their performance with the team, and not just on the field, but locker room presence, meeting room presence, teaching young guys yeah. – the business of football. Um, not allowing Aaron to help recruit free agents. Um, that's that's the that's one that wild, stuck out to man. me where I was like, that's you so have one of the greatest <laughs> tools that you could have to get free agents to come. And Rodgers has solidified himself as like he – he could help you recruit defensive players too, not just yes. offensive players. Yeah. Anybody, anybody he could help you recruit. And you're not going to use it. Like, Which that's is why he said. Amazing resource that is just <laughs> being wasted. True. Which and is why so, he said people don't, Green Bay's not a great vacation spot. He said, people come here to play with me. <laughs> Which he's right. Which he's right. Oh, sorry, no, no. Please continue. I just wanted to throw that in there, just on top of I what mean, you said. I mean, it's true. It's true. Yeah, that, that's well, what he said. I was just going to say, that, you know, that led to your tweet about Peyton when you heard that. Yeah, yeah, it did. It, I, I immediately felt as if I had to share something. I didn't think it, it would spread the way that it has to where CBS Sports picks it up. But CBS Sports I picked had, it up. Yeah, I yeah. didn't show you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they maybe they po- they they posted it. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and that's I I just felt that I had to say something because fortunate enough to play those two years with Peyton. Uh, congrats, by the way, Peyton. Uh, I feel as if I should just say that. Congrats on the on the jacket. Um, that's awesome. Peyton's probably not going to see this, but I just that that's pretty cool. But here's the thing: you have just like you stated, you have Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks. Uh, uh, to to ever play in that position, to ever play the game of football, mm-hmm. playing for you, still playing at a high level, won the MVP three times, yes, yep, and you were not at least e- you're not even gaining his feedback, asking for his feedback, or or just talking to him throughout the free agency process, throughout the draft process. Not even saying that you have to take his word. Oh, no. Like, as GM, you're not going to ask 
Aaron Rodgers. Hey, should we draft him or should we draft him? No, that's your your job. But as a GM, I would be like, hey, Aaron, you see these two players right here. Which one do you believe would be a better asset to our offense? Not necessarily asking him as if, like, I want you to pick. Just check out what they're both really good at doing. Which one do you think that would be work the best in our scheme? Not saying you have to go with his decision, but again, just asking his opinion. I don't even understand why they're not even asking for his opinion. Or, hey, we we think that this player would fit in really well. Could you <laughs> shoot him a text and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And maybe getting a discount because you have Aaron Rodgers saying, hey, what what do you think about coming and playing with me? You yeah. might get a discount, but you're not yeah. using that. It's unbelievable. So, I feel like you hear these stories of the Patriots and how they use Tom Brady as a recruiter. Oh, and, yeah. And oh, yeah. Rogers said it's not about doing exactly what I say. He's That's not what he wants. He doesn't want the end. Exactly. Say. He just wants his opinion to be appreciated. How does he not have a, 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 a how does he not have a chair at the table? And, and it's and that's the thing is. This is all perfect timing because remember, RJ, after I had the opportunity of meeting Aaron Rodgers in was at that Wisconsin show, award show, and yep. I told you what he said to me. It was in it was in February when we met. And he it was in twenty thirteen and he said um after we talked and we were saying, you know, bye, he said, We'll see you in April. And, you know, you can maybe it's a little bit ambiguous as it just means, you know, hey, see you in April because, you know, you're going to be drafted somewhere. Or did he mean, hey, we're going to see you in Green Bay in April? You know, biased, of course. I I took it as he wanted me to play for the Packers. Um, and I think if he did have the chair at the table as he should, I probably would have been a Packer. Um, but now. To share what I want to share about Mr. Peyton Manning, the tweet that I sent out. So obviously once that news came about, I immediately thought of my time with Peyton, another Hall of Famer, another person who has done enough work, X, Y, and Z, what have you, to have a chair at the table when it comes to building an offense. Famously. Go ahead, go ahead. Famously. <laughs> calls right. his own plays. Audible. Yeah. Like, yes. draws everything up on the fly. Yes. Famously. Yes. And so... An example that I have, the first one that I want to share with folks, because this is this is one that many many people will know. So, 2013, September 5th, 2013, my rookie year, we play the Baltimore Ravens in Denver. Night game. Paid Manning balls out, throws for seven touchdowns in that single game. That entire game, right? And again, RJ already just stated it. This is my first time in a game with Peyton Manning, but obviously prior to that training camp, I got to see how he moves, how he literally owns the offense. Let me share the first example for you before I get to the game one. First example. So at the time, Adam Gase, we called him Goose. Goose was 34, I believe, at the time, and Peyton Manning was 36, 37, I believe. Yes. So... Already off the bat, that that was a little weird. You you got an offensive coordinator who's three years younger than you know your starting quarterback. Um, so leading up to the game, in the meeting rooms, Peyton was I don't want to say snappy because again, I'm not here to shed any negative light on any of them. It's just heated moments, it's competitive sport, it just happens. But long story short, Peyton wanted things to go a certain way for our game plan against the Ravens. The office coordinator wanted it to go his way. In practice, obviously, by them not resolving it, we saw this all unfold in heated ways. That being Peyton screaming at Adam Gase. That being Goose just saying, like, hey, no, I'm going to do this. This is how I want it to be done. And then Goose coming right back at him saying, well, no, I'm, this is my job. This is what I get paid for. I'm the offensive coordinator. This is how we're going to call it. This is happening on the sideline during practice. So we all kind of just like step away to our position coaches and kind of just like, okay, them two just going at it. That happened for the week leading up to the game. Thought it was resolved. It wasn't resolved yet. But we. End up obviously balling out, beating the Ravens. But throughout the game, 
the entire time, same thing is happening over on the sidelines. We got Peyton wanting to do one thing. The offensive coordinator wanted to do another. Peyton telling him, this is my offense. This is how we're going to do it. Offensive coordinator throwing down the iPad, just not liking it at all. Them really just getting after it. But long story short, fourth quarter, four minutes left to go in the game. Peyton's already thrown six touchdowns, so he's already been like kind of rubbing it in Goose's face like, this is my offense. This is how we're going to do it. But he didn't really vocally say it yet. Like, this is why we do it my way. He calls a screen, right? So the officer coordinator calls a play. Peyton ignores it. I hear it in the headset. It is not the play that the officer coordinator called. <laughs> Peyton, you know, just like shakes it off, gets up to the line of scrimmage. Doesn't call a play, right? We were, I think we were supposed to, yeah, we were supposed to huddle up. We don't huddle up. He tells us just to get to the line of scrimmage. We get to the line of scrimmage. He checks out the defense. Officer coordinator obviously is trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Head coach on the sideline too is like, what, what's, what's happening? They shouldn't be at the line of scrimmage this soon. Peyton checks out the defense, looks, 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 obviously sees the coverage, calls the screen to Demaryius Thomas, throws the screen to Demaryius Thomas because he saw a blitz coming, knew the blitz was coming. They tried to disguise it, couldn't trick him, switches it, calls screen, throws it to Demaryius Thomas. Demaryius Thomas takes it for 60 yards. Peyton scores his then seventh passing touchdown of the game. And as Demaryius Thomas is running up the field with the football, Peyton's looking over at the offensive coordinator screaming, this is why this is my effing offense. This is why this is my effing offense. My effing offense. And just kept jogging down as DT scored the touchdown. Yeah. So. blooded. Yeah. And again, I don't want that to get too drawn out, but I had to give you everything right there leading up to the Baltimore Ravens game in Denver, September 5th, 2013. And again, these stories aren't to say, Peyton was treating Goose poorly or Goose was treating Peyton poorly. This is just an example, which I'm going to be sharing way more on um, in our episodes. But this is just an example of how sometimes you have to, as a GM, step back and let the players who have played the game at a high level for years and years and have Mm -hmm. been the best at their position for years and years and decades. Or at least a decade. You should just sit back and let them do their thing. At some point, you gotta just. At some point, you gotta just put you your ego. Your, yes, <laughs> you have to take your hubris that you have because yeah. that's what this is, right? The the GM right. wants a lot of credit that he deserves. He's put a roster together that is a right. the most talented roster they've had since their Super Bowl team. Like he's hit on Jair Alexander. Right. He hit on. Um, you guys are. You guys are a play away every year from yeah. making it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he does deserve some credit, but at the same time, Aaron Rodgers is making plays that and balling out that he hasn't made for years. Like that is Aaron. Right. And he's taking receivers besides Devonta Adams, taking receivers that wouldn't make other teams and True. making them relevant. True. And, you know, one story that, has been True. told by Mercedes Lewis. Similarly, Mike McCarthy in his last year calls a play at Dallas and Rogers is like in the huddle goes, no, that's not going to work. Draws a play up Sandlot style in the grass and is like, this is what we're going to run. And it goes for 20 yards. Like that's in the a thing. first down. Be- and that the, that's- so the, <laughs> the play that Jared cook in the playoffs where Rogers has that pitch perfect pass Jared Cook has that pitch perfect catch to set up the game winning field goal when the Dallas Cowboys were the number one seed and the Packers upset him. Um, <laughs> that was Rodgers drawing that up in the grass yeah. the same way. They've they all said it. That's, that was not yeah. a play call. That was not a play they ever ran before. Rodgers drew it up and then they executed it. Like That's what I'm talking about. It's you gotta at some point. The literal X's and O's can only take you so far. Yep. Meaning the player who's playing the game, that in-game experience, you know, the history of playing in so many games, that experience. Plus, obviously, as you are playing the actual game day of in the game, you're learning more and more about the team as well. A lot, you know, in real time. So he knew, okay, hey, no, this safety is moving a certain way. They're not moving like we thought that they would be moving. So that play is not going to work. It would work on paper pregame, 
but based on how he's been moving, based on how the tackle has been moving, DB has been covering, he's been given the inside, you know, away a little bit too much. He hasn't done that in the previous games, so that play is not going to work. This one's going to work. That's why you need players like that to give their input on who's going to be the pieces to their puzzle. You don't think you don't think God think Phil Jackson asked Michael Jordan. Well, you know, obviously he wasn't picking the players in the draft, but you don't think the president, the GM or whomever, they weren't asking MJ, hey, how do you think he's going to fit in? <laughs> no, they weren't. Famously, they were not sure. asking MJ, <laughs> Jerry Krause. Like, do you watch the last dance? <laughs> See, I have. See, I have. <laughs> that is that is a very mm-hmm. famous thing that, uh, yeah, they weren't so asking Michael. And that's part of the so that's a bad Michael hated oh. uh, the GM and management. So See, I need to watch this, last dance. That's what this kind of feels like a little bit. So uh, Rodgers has been called – They've said that Rodgers will sometimes refer to Gutekunst, the Packers GM, as Jerry Krause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's okay. where, where Jerry so Krause then my, felt that he put the players together that won it. And yeah. MJ's like, no, you're winning it because of me and Scotty and Dennis. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> okay. So, bad example, but I'll, okay, LeBron James then, obviously, yeah. more recent times. Oh, yeah. Like, as in like this past week and a half. <laughs> Pat Riley always when he was in Miami. Pat Gosh. Riley always ran it by LeBron. What, what, what do you think of this player? What, what do, you, what do you need? What can I go? Well, out they and should. So, exactly. These these examples are just, you know, exactly what we've been talking about. I don't understand why they're not. How do you not ask someone like Aaron Rodgers, who everyone knows who this man is? Everyone knows what he's done. He's yeah. got the tape. He's got the history. How do you not ask him, hey, you know, how do you see this player fitting in our offense? How are you not asking Aaron <laughs> Rodgers to meet with your next head coach or possible head coaches? Like, how are you not doing that? J.J. When- Watt got the head coach fired in, in Houston, and he defensive side of the ball. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, when the Bucks hired <laughs> Bootholzer, they had Chris Middleton and Giannis go to dinner with him first to see if it was right. going to work, right? Yeah. Like, but you just don't have Aaron's input. What would you like in a coach? Do you think a defensive-minded coach is what you need, or do you think that an offensive-minded coach is – don't get me wrong, Matt first worked out really well, and him and Aaron Rodgers have a really good relationship. Now, the first year was contentious. Mm. Uh, Rodgers didn't have a great first year. But then they figured it out together, and you could tell that they adore one another, to be honest. Like, you could tell that Aaron Rodgers is not mad at the coaches, is not like he wants to be there for the coaches and his teammates. That's the GM. You can see it when you're out there. And it's not just the GM, I think it's also the president. President? It's got to be the president, too. One thing that people have asked me my, my thoughts on. Um, away from this is Rogers talked about specific players that have moved on that were meant something to the franchise. Yeah. You know, you have Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, John Coon, Brett Goody, who yeah. they meant something to that locker room. They weren't great players. Coon. Julius Peppers. Well, um, they all did, but Coon yeah, had the Casey Hayward, the Micah Hyde. Yep. So when you move on from these players, you're not celebrating what they did, you're kind of cold-heartedly moving on. Right. And when you look at it from a football standpoint, it's besides Casey Hayward and Mike, Micah Hyde, which when you look at it from just a straight personnel standpoint, you could say they made a mistake. But if you look at how they were, they were both injury-prone when they left the Packers, and then they yeah. haven't really been injured since. Um so what does that tell you about the Packers medical? But anyway, uh, it's really their, besides their tra- that, their... they haven't had great seasons since they left. Okay. But it, Rogers isn't saying it's that they left. It's that how they're leaving. Like right. you're not sending them off with fanfare. You're not saying what was we that? appreciate everything that they've done for this franchise. Clay Matthews being one of them. 
Yeah, what was that DB? Um, they, they balled out that next year after they got rid of him, like the Casey upcoming Hayward. season. No. Um, um, oh, my goodness. This is going to bother me. A DB, how long ago? Recent. Three years. Because Micah Hyde made a Pro Bowl the year after he left the – Packers and Casey Hayward led the NFL in interceptions the year after. And it might have been Packers. then, yeah. Then it was Hayward. You're right because I remember we had that conversation. The there it is. Yep, because it was the Chargers. Yeah, because yeah, you said of, we just got rid of him and he balled five, out. That's right. That's right. Corner. But he That's was right. hurt with the Packers all the time. <laughs> That's why yeah. they didn't pursue him. But you have like Julius Peppers who wanted to come back to the Packers on a team friendly deal, and the Packers completely and totally just were like veterans minimum and that's it we're like cold-hearted about it and that's that's a known story uh okay well how much is mercedes lewis getting paid because he's old right and he is important to the offense so i'm not how he's very very slow but he's blocking they ask him to block yeah. Khalil mac and he does it he's very important for the run game that's that's true that's so true. and Sealing he does edge. exactly what you ask for you don't ask him to run 50 yards you ask him to run 10 yards turn around and catch the ball and that's what he does yeah. and he blocks khalil mack I, I guess i guess i guess true one i guess one. my point is this julius peppers i don't yeah. think i letting julius peppers go didn't cost you a super bowl didn't cost you a chance no. at it Letting no. Clay Matthews go didn't cost you a Super Bowl no. or a chance at it. But you can no, let Clay. these players go I would have kept Peppers gracefully, Matthews. I think, right? Like uh, when Reggie White left the Packers, there was a lot of bad blood. And Reggie White's family still holds the Packers. Um, the rest in peace, right, man? Yeah. And it, yeah. they just they they have a little bit of hostility towards the Packers on how they let Reggie White go because Reggie They're, wanted to play a couple more years. He didn't want a full salary, like a, a star salary. But the Packers were no, we're not interested. I mean, that's the thing. You're 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 right. You're you're saying it correctly. There's just a there's just a way about. Obviously, players understand when you get to a certain age. You understand. Okay, my playing my prime. I'm outside of my prime. Every player knows that. So meaning, you know, when you're going to be released or when you're on the chopping block, et cetera, but there's still an appropriate fashion, an appropriate way to go about releasing a vet. Like, I'm sure the Colts. No, I can't remember. I can't before I even say anything, because I can't remember how Peyton's relationship was with the Colts after they released. It was amicable. It was an amicable split because the Colts had the number one pick. There's no way you're passing on Andrew Luck. No, you can't you're not. have Andrew Luck <laughs> and Peyton Manning on the same field. So the Colts are like, we're going to cut. And they held a press conference and they true. thanked Peyton for his, what he did for that, the season. That's true. The I, for some reason, I could not just remember that. But yeah. But yeah, you got to, there's an appropriate way. I mean, you don't need a whole press conference, of course, for the not players for that you mentioned. Player. Right. But like Jordy Nelson. There's a, there's a, yeah. When, it, when he was let go, it was. Um, Basically, they completely lowballed him. They gave him an offer that there was no way anybody he would accept. Right. He may have had decent numbers with that team, but you know he uh, went on and didn't do much with the next team. The but, Raiders, right? Yeah, he went to the Raiders. Yeah. yeah, but it's not like you know. And he brought up Jordy Nelson and James Jones, how they left, and it's the same thing. And. I don't know if it's just like a callousness uh, with how management talks to the players when they're releasing them or because we're not privy to any of those conversations. Um, Obviously, when Randall Cobb left, Cobb was a little devastated. And Aaron Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb are really, really good friends. You know, Rodgers was in Cobb's wedding. Um, One of the stipulations for Rodgers coming back was that they trade for Randall Cobb which I can't believe the Packers got such a good deal out of that that they did. I feel like the Texans knew that the Packers had to trade for Randall Cobb in this, and I still feel like the Packers did really well in that trade. <laughs> so um, The Texans had the upper hand, but but just folded, literally. I mean, they traded a sixth-round pick, <laughs> and they got Randall Cobb, and the Texans are covering $3 million of Cobb's salary. That's I would say that's well worth it. 
They got to you. I don't think you bring Randall Cobb in to have him play these meaningful snaps. I think you bring him in to help mentor the quarter, the receiver room. Like you just drafted the next Randall Cobb and Amari Rogers. I don't think Randall Cobb is going to be your number two wide receiver. Like a lot of people are saying, who do they, who do they have? Um, who do they have returning? Who's probably returning for the Packers right now? It'll probably end up being Amari Rogers. Amari Rogers. Okay. That rookie. That say, obviously, in the second or third say, obviously, obviously Cobb can do that. But yeah, he's not going to be an every down. He's not going to be. They're not going to try to wear and tear his his older body now, or even more. He might have but like I, you know third and long plays. Like right. he'll be in there because you know he's going to be run the right route and be there in sure hands. And you just but you even have to do that. His last year with the Packers, he does not have the speed he once did. He's still got some right. quickness. Don't get me wrong. Right. But he's not going to be down the seam, thirty yards wide open. No, you gotta just like you said. You still have to put him in the game just to keep the defense honest. You just have to. That's what they would do. I'd use him as. I would obviously all the time use him as a decoy because he's older. He's not that much of a threat as he used to be, but still put him in to shake up the defense a little bit, make them at least just have to look in his direction. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that frees up some of the younger cats. And yeah. I mean. If you look how Donald Driver, that was really the last graceful exit of a player that the Packers have had, like an important True. franchise True. player. They kept him past his last year. He did nothing. He he didn't even really see the field. I don't know if people remember mm-hmm. that. Donald Driver's last year it was like Super Bowl two thousand ten, right? Fell off. Ah, I can't even remember. So twenty ten. I think it was twenty ten. I think it might have been twenty ten season. You guys and, beat the Steelers. Uh, you know, he still they still got him some catches. He still was on the field, but he was like the fifth receiver. It was like he was on the cusp of not even making the team, but they ran it back. I can guarantee in the locker room he was a great presence. He was probably in the meetings kind of helping the young players, how you watch tape. That's something Devontae Adams said that Randall Cobb helped him watch tape, figure it out. Mm. That's what you bring at Randall Cobb in is to help these young receivers Watch tape, get better, do the little things because that's an important part of football that we don't talk about. It's not all about Sundays. It's not all about yeah. practice. It's about the meeting and preparation and how to be a professional. Absolutely. That's a, actually a great take because football is the number one sport when it comes to meeting time um, over top of any other sport is football when you just take the actual sport during their training camp days and obviously during the season the hours football meets the most uh, which makes sense because you can't expect for us to be in our gear for six hours a day seven hours a day but also on that point champ bailey is a great example my rookie year champ bailey defensive back he started of course but he he had a very average season. Very, very average season. Yeah. But they brought him back or kept him for that last year of his contract, whichever way when I can't remember, because that's exactly what he was doing. I mean, I was there. I saw him meeting with the younger DBs and teaching them how to watch tape, teaching them how to flip their hips, etc., how to hold and not get the calls. <laughs> so I that's a that's a great that's that's a really good point. Champ is a champ is one. You could have had Charles Woodson helping. (laughs) Or Woodson. Yeah. Um, Woodson is a really great one as well with the Raiders. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. When he, when the Raiders took him. He he had productive seasons with the Raiders. Uh, He played three more years and he was, he had a lot of production, but he wasn't a corner anymore. He was a safety. And that's what you needed in those years. You needed a safety that like him. Right. Um, that that's where the friction is. Um, if you didn't hear that press conference, too, I I loved it. I loved that press conference. I thought it was amazing. I'm hearing all these answers. He's not mincing words, but he's not saying things crass. You know, he's not being very rude. Um. There are a few times he held his words back. He almost, you know, one of these things is 
he went with he loved the org and then yeah. fans. <laughs> he said, "Oh, because, you know that fans. little audible there." And uh, there's something to be said for that. And I think what he would have meant had he said the organization, it would have been everybody around right. the organization, like the coaches, right. like the assistants, like the everybody in the office that he sees daily. Um, he, it's an emotional. It's an, it's going to be an emotional year. Yeah. And it seems like him. maybe maybe upper management got a little bit of humble pie because the, what they have been talking about has been, you know, they've been saying things a lot differently than they were earlier in the offseason. You can't just move on from a Hall of Fame quarterback and hope that you have another Hall of Famer. Steve Young. Not yet. MVP. Montana, you know, mm. like uh, you had Andrew Luck after Peyton Manning. Like Andrew Luck. I would say worked out. He did. He was just on his back a lot. Aaron Rodgers hit left and right. Aaron Rodgers after Brett Favre. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. More than likely, you're going to be the Bears, the Vikings, (laughs) the Lions, the Jets, the Broncos. Broncos. You're going to be searching for that quarterback for a long time. (laughs) Long time. Take Peyton out the equation. What you go back to Jake the Snake? Yeah. What do you? What do you? <laughs> Jake Plummer. It's like what? Good gosh! If you it literally doesn't take, happen. Wow. So when you th- <laughs> when you think you can move on from Aaron Rodgers and win, you're full of it. You're full of yourself. Yeah. You are completely full of yourself. That is not realistic. So I don't know where that comes from that you think you can do that. Right. Good luck to you as a fan. Let's win another one. How about that? How about we win another one? I mean, How about look, we look pull the, a bucks and we win. Right. Right. I mean, look look at the Patriots. They moved on and got a good quarterback, and still, just obviously the fluidity is not the same. Obviously, Brady was in the system. That being obviously Cam Newton taking his position and just you, you can't it's it's it'll it takes it, it'll take a year on average sometimes two <laughs> and you hope you hope jordan love plays well i like everything jordan love says i like that jordan loves in the organization um yeah goody though man you got you got to come with a little bit of humbleness here they will they will and we'll see. This is the opportunity for Rodgers to, again, back-to-back MVP years. You guys' division is still trash. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins is choosing the unvaccinated route and has already missed, I think, four practices. Um, The Bears are the Bears, and the Lions are the Lions. <laughs> so you guys... They're selling T-shirts online, <laughs> calling this the Aaron Rodgers FU Tour. And it's got the schedule for this year. That's what it feels like. And it feels like Adams is with them. Well, right. that's right, baby. And uh, we'll see We'll see what it goes with. Because Adams was ready to sign a deal to make him the richest wide receiver. The most, the highest paid wide receiver. He was going to sign that deal. And then this drama unfolded. And he, I think part of the drama... Seeing how they're treating Aaron Rodgers led him to be like, well, maybe I don't want to spend my career here. Maybe I want mm. to try a different organization <laughs> that might respect me a little bit more when it comes down to it. Right. Well, that's the thing is if they're not respecting Aaron Rodgers enough, eh, Devontae Adams, the, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, look, at, they moved on from them. Greg Jennings, who was their most productive yeah. wide receiver since. Sterling Sharpen. Now it's Devontae Adams. I don't, and there was a lot of bad blood between Greg Jennings and the Packers. How did Starks' departure go? James Starks? Yeah. I can't remember. If was that a. He just moved on in free agency, I believe. Maybe they cut him. I think he moved on in free agency. Because I, I think he was doing really, really good. He was a Jekyll and Hyde. He'd be all right for one game, and then he'd have like four 
not good games. <laughs> but he had that but, one, well, he had that one run. They would not have won the Super Bowl without him. And that was the run that right. he had that he had to have. So But to tie that up, yeah, I do not understand what the Packers are doing, but I do hope it's an Aaron Rodgers FU tour because hopefully for the future quarterbacks that are going to go through the Packers organization, they 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 see a different, a new and improved organization as opposed to what Rodgers is familiar with. So hopefully they do change their ways. I You should go back to Favre, you know, with this too, that he always wanted a weapon and the Packers would never get him one. Uh, Why do you think that so is? I why do you think that is? Is literally somebody sitting back saying, "Okay, we can't be too good on offense." Well, so. <laughs> and that's the thing is, you, you think the offense is taken care of because you have a Favre and you have a Rogers. So let's make that defense better to so that you're all around good. But it just doesn't it doesn't work that way. You need no, to it take some pressure off of your stars sometimes. They just aren't aggressive enough. The Packers aren't in free agency, yep. and even in the draft, in my opinion, there's a reason they've all always that. been a bride. They've been a bridesmaid for so long. Yeah. There's a reason you yeah. only have two Super Bowls with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers as your quarterbacks, and that is inexcusable. I mean, the look mediocrity at the, they yeah. have been okay with as an organization yeah. is spelled out in that press conference that Aaron Rodgers gave. And if you can look at that and you get mad at Aaron Rodgers, then you're okay with being in second place. And if you're okay with being in second place, that's fine. You'll have a fine life. You'll be you'll be successful. But you're not going to be a champion. And if you right. if you're not you playing to win, if you're not, if you're okay with losing, sports are not for you. Right. Exactly. And I think just real quick, I think the Broncos are. There. I think. The Broncos need to get rid of. I think they need to go ahead and get rid of Vaughn Miller, free up cap space, and get a quarterback. Yeah. Chubb has been there long enough. I was kind of hoping, honestly, I was kind of hoping that Rodgers would get traded to the Broncos and the Packers would get either uh, Bradley Chubb and one of the young receivers and a first round pick. I thought that would be a hell of a haul. Um, that's what I was, that's what I was hoping if Rogers was just done and was moving. Right. Um, you know, and that's something that Rogers said in the press conference too. Like, it's not that he wanted to leave the organization. It was that you aren't letting me have a say you already are acting like I'm out after this year. So why are we prolonging the inevitable? Just cut me now. Just move on because you don't want me here. And if you don't want me here, then I don't want to be here. And everybody has felt that in their job. Everybody has felt that in their workplace. 100%. If you are forcing me out, don't don't say, hey, yeah, we want you to leave, but we want you to leave in 16 weeks. Like, uh, no. I'll just leave now. I mean, if you guys want me to leave now, then let me go. (laughs) But no, we're not going to let you go yet. Yeah. So I, I completely understand what he's saying, but my take on the Broncos just real quick. It's going to be an interesting season, but get rid of Von Miller, free up the cap space, get a quarterback for, for next year, for next year. Well, I mean, you got Teddy That's Bridgewater now, so you got your quarterback mm, for like five years. No, there's absolutely no and there's way. Drew Locke still. I know you're Bronc- high on us- him. I've heard your interview with the Denver media, <laughs> you are all in on lock. I was, you I was then, but down on lock. Not, I'm not. I, I'm not sold on lock, and I'm not sold on Bridgewater. Um, I'm not. It, that's a really good. That's a really, really good division. Um, there's some really good football going on in there. Obviously, from the Chiefs and the Raiders, the Raiders still seem to be a decent football team. Um, Chargers are always just a couple injuries away from being 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 a dominant team. No, not dominant, a good team. But we we got to make some changes. And I think you give up Von Miller, you free up cap space because Chubb Chubb can do it. Shelby Harris as well is, is really good D lineman in the front. Obviously, the 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 ooh, our DBs are actually really really good, really good. We'll see. But, but anyways, there are no Packers yeah. DBs, but they're. 
They're no, there. but they're really good this year. But get rid of Vaughn, free up cap space. And I don't mean get rid of as in a negative way. No, you do the press conference and thank you him. Just, you move on. And get a quarterback. John Oway, wh- whoever it is now. Um, I Payton. forgot his name. G- Gary, Gary Payton. Payton. Yep. That's what needs to happen. Isn't it George? Yeah. Yeah, George Payton. That's what needs to happen. Uh, I mean, Vaughn is, this is his 11th year. Last year he was injured, of course, IR, but it's time. It's time. <laughs> it's time. It's 11 seasons. 11 good seasons. 11. True. But it's From time the to. the defensive end position. So. Right. Let, let Chubb. Let Chubb just handle it. And let's get us a quarterback. Yeah. Well, my last words are going to be congratulations, Chuck. You deserve it. Uh, one of my favorite players to watch uh, wear the Packers uniform and play. I'll never forget that play he made where he broke his collarbone, stayed in, in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, good on you. You deserve it. And thank you for helping bring a championship home. So, yo. Well, let's uh, let's close it up by saying Sunday. Join us for our sobriety podcast. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, Untapped Keg. We've been really bad about this. We need to talk about it. Subscribe on iTunes, on Spotify, uh, oh, yeah. your favorite podcast service. Uh, leave us a rating. Let us know uh, if you, there's something that you'd like to do or you'd like to see us integrate. Uh, give us those five stars. We'd really appreciate it. It helps people find the show. Uh, find us on Twitter. Uh, you can shoot us a question at any time, and we'll a- answer it. We'll try to answer it on the specific podcast you want it to be on. Indeed. But, uh, our sobriety podcast on Sundays, uh, you know, check it out, 9 a.m. Central Time on Sunday morning. And, uh, yeah, this was, this was a good show. This was as good as this I thought was. it was going to be. So. Next this time was we'll a really have to go a little one. bit deeper into uh, Peyton and Goose, but I got I got I got more that stories. Was just I got a tease. That was a tease. And I'll save and I'll save the, the really good one, which was the Super Bowl loss against Seattle for a couple couple more episodes down the room. Oh, that boy. that explosion. Oh uh, yeah. I even got into a heated argument with Peyton. But and I think that's when my 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 clock started. <laughs> but anyway interesting yeah we exchanged a few cuss words at each other it was yeah but anyways this was good you guys take care of yourselves you guys stay safe stay smart Have and uh change the socially distance yeah socially distance yourself socially distance whatever have a good week Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.